tell me a little bit about your virtual open mic night. I, I uh, Chicky's Chicky's been talking about it, but to, how how does it work? Yeah, so um, it's pretty easy actually. I mean, when this whole thing started, I was like, okay, we got to figure out a way to like make this work. And the first one I did, I just did it on a Thursday. I just you know. It's like half of me calling my friends that would be interested and half people calling me. The first one I was like, I'm just gonna call a bunch of people, fill these slots of people that would, mostly at the beginning, people that would play my open mic on Thursday nights at the local folks smokehouse. Right. I, would, I called them up and I was like, you guys wanna do a 20 minute slot? You know, I kinda figured out how to go live on Facebook. I made some instructions and tips and I just had everyone go from their page. And then it was pretty wonky if you, you know, if people weren't public or if you weren't friends with them, it was, it was hard to navigate. So I, I, I looked into this one uh, that was based in like Iowa or something. Someone brought it on to me. They were like, go check out this one and see what they're doing. And it turns out they have a, a Facebook group, not a page, but a group. So uh, I started a group. I started inviting people. And now I do the same thing. I schedule 20 minute slots. People join the group that are musicians. And all they do is go live within the group for their start and end time. Um, and it like immediately, it, it kind of blew up pretty quickly. And I added Sundays. So now there's Sundays from 3 to 7, Saturdays from 7 to 11. It's booked like oh my God. 32 weeks in advance. There's already There's been over 100 different artists that have played it. It's, it's a pretty wild thing. You know, it doesn't take place of a real one, but it is like, it, it, it seems to be accomplishing, you know, a bunch of different things for different people, you know, like people are learning how to go live from it or like just to have something in your calendar, you know what I mean? So so, uh, a gig, sort of. Yeah, it's something to look forward to, right? I mean, it's yeah. just do, doing something meaningful that people can kind of lean in on. That's great. So which is that on your Facebook page or what is the name of the Facebook group? It's its own thing. It's called uh, Virtual Open Mic Night Vermont and Beyond, and it's like Sunday 3 to 7, Thursday 7 to 11. It's kind of a long thing, but, it's, you know, so it's a little bit self-explanatory. Um, so, yeah, if you if you search Virtual Open Mic Night VT, it'll pop up. Which, which pays better, a virtual open mic night or a real open mic night? For me? <laughs> um, you know, oddly enough, I mean, I'm doing it, it's a community thing, for me, I, I'm a bass player, so I can't like I don't perform on it unless I DJ. But right, I got banned from DJing from Facebook. Another <laughs> thing, but, um, wow! So, yeah, I want to hear that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. But um, <laughs> but like people, I, I encourage people to put their like Venmo and PayPal up, and uh, a lot you know about half the people do. Um, That's and great. So I don't know if they're getting tips or not, or a lot of people will put like a charity or, or, or something like that, or, or some people even say, you know, tip me or whatever, but I'm, yeah, this is more of like, it takes a good amount of my time and keeps me connected with people, you know, in a very selfish way, like I get twice a week, I get to watch four hours of, you know, of live like, music. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. sitting at home and I drink <laughs> beers and like, it's great. Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's, uh, that's great. I mean, I mean, it's just interesting how people are just staying connected to other people. I mean, are, are, do you have a feel for how many people are, are watching the, the open mic night as opposed to just performing it, it? It really varies. You can see how many people are watching it, you know, and it's like, 
the group has grown. It's like over fifteen hundred people in the you know in a matter of a month and a half or six. Wow. Months. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like crazy. Like every hour, every That's day, a- I'm, I'm approving people. It's nuts. Yeah. But it's between like the musician. You know, there's twelve musicians twice a week, or whatever, twelve acts. And then so they're sharing their schedule, and so people are joining it. Like you don't have to be a member even to watch, but people are doing it. And if you're a member, during the sessions you get these pop-ups like so and so's live within the group, so you can kind of just click your way through. It's pretty awesome if you come if you want to sit down and watch. But as far as people right. watching goes, it, it's a matter of, you know, it ranges from five people to you know I've seen up to seventy five hundred people, but. You know, some of the guys are more connected and more right. You know, it's not just right. total, it's not total amateur night, but yeah, there's always it, there's a built-in crowd. I mean, there's I played work gigs, you know, <laughs> nobody. Uh, so there's like three people watching. I'm great, you know, whatever. That's awesome. Uh, do you guys? I mean, it's interesting. I mean, <laughs> in addition to that, it it seems like there's a lot of live music to check in on virtually right now during the pandemic i mean i feel like i just got like six emails about spotify concerts over the weekend and live jams i mean are you guys are you are you also going to other people's open mic nights um i i mean again so i can't do much by way of solo performance but i've definitely like checked out a couple there's another there's a there's a virtual open mic in southern vermont that happens that i check in on they do it on like wednesdays and um and like i said i got a lot of the ideas from this bigger one from out west but outside of that there's a massachusetts one i've seen um but as far as open mic nights go not 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 much but i've been watching a lot of streaming or like archive stuff that people are releasing and that type of thing are are people pushing pushing the envelope like like with what you can do like with putting on shows and stuff online? As far as what? Just like visually, you know? Like like maybe some lighting and some costumes and <laughs> yeah, people I mean, gotta be doing, people probably are maybe getting a little tired of like a, you know, a guy with a guitar and, and trying yeah. to push it a little bit. Yeah. I have, I have seen, uh, you know, there's this band Turquoise for instance and, and, and the guitar player. Oh yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, so he like DJs on the side a little bit but he had like he might as well have been on some big stage with some elaborate lighting rig and lasers and like you know uh some people have like green screens or like you know their housemates like in costumes there's been some really funny stuff <laughs> right you know right. some real professional stuff and some real wacky stuff you know i love yeah. that i love yeah, that it's cool to see like what I don't know, all these creative people who can't do what they usually do, how they take that energy and where they put it. It's like, I don't know, like I was saying earlier, like it seems to be very important that for some of these people doing the open mic, it's their first time going live, you know? And like, I've seen like, there's this guy, John Smythe, for example, who like was so nervous to do it, like was bailing five minutes before. And I'm just like, oh my God. You know, I'm just like, it's no big deal. You can, but it's also this easy. And like since then, he's like, you know, got this third-party software and doing these like scenes of whatever, and he's like, oh, uh, that's cool. So like, yeah, it's cool to see people evolve with the technology, you know, 
never having done it before and now like getting weird production value. You know? I know. Well, everybody's kind of becoming a pro at the, at this, this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we, you know, but there were many of us who, who were completely out of this kind of tech revolution and, you know, just going and playing some drums somewhere or, you know, uh, pounding nails or painting this, you know, not so new newish scene. Right. They're online and playing music online. It's, it'll be interesting to see the, the, the changes that come in life because of the whole thing, you know? Say that again. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see to see the changes that'll come in to like, like everyday life because yeah. of uh, because of everybody's new relationship to tech and yeah, that right. sort of thing. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that, Chicky, because in why in some of the work conversation I've been having, we've been talking about you know is this uh, is this an event that we're getting through by using digital technology or is it the new yeah. normal? Right. right. And, and, you know, I think in some cases, uh, I'm sort of hard pressed to believe that open mic nights are going to go away and we're going to just replace it with Zoom. Right? right. Like, I think we're going to get past it with this digital patch that we have. Um, but it's not going to. Yeah, I wonder. Right. I wonder if it'll be I wonder if it'll be both. Right. That 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 will. I mean, obviously, we have our our kind of online lives and our you know in person lives and like you know open mic and live music. I wonder if we might discover a new appreciation because of like what Alex is doing and things like that. I mean, I think between. I mean, my experience with it is. I mean, even looking at it so as basically as I'm doing it Sundays and Thursdays now. Like when when things come and I start doing them in person on Thursdays, I'm going to keep the Sunday one. Like. You know, Sunday right. three to seven, it's more family friendly. Would, wouldn't normally come out to a bar. And, and like I said, more often than not, you're having more people watch you, you know, right. there. It's kind of like a step before the stage or something. I don't know. And I also think about like the silver linings with the tech stuff with like schooling. My wife is in, in Boston College from home right now. And it's like just seeing, just, you know, there's obviously a, a lot of pluses of going to school in person, but. Then again, it's also shedding light on you don't need to be there for so much. Like maybe some of these young students could save some money, you know? right? Like do some work from yeah. home. And it just seems like there's a bet in the end of it. There's going to be a balance. It's, the tech is here to stay, but you know you can't replace the person to person stuff. And right. Some kind of right. balance in there. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm willing to concede that we'll give up a little bit of of in person to tech, but I, I just don't. I don't know. I've never done an open mic night as a performer. I've been to open mic nights. I'm not a performer, um, but uh, it seems like open mics, that's a really important thing to a musician, right? That first time in front of a crowd, you know, ha having the guts to get up there and play in front of a strange audience. And I guess totally. you, you said you like, you know, the guy you were talking about was getting that same that same feeling from doing it on Zoom. So maybe maybe that is accomplishing what it's supposed to accomplish. But at some point, he's probably going to yeah, want to perform. You're probably going to want to hear someone clap their hands. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you know, like, right? Right. All these people are like, thank you. It's like this silence, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's, it's a really good, I mean, it's kind of a corollary. I mean, Chicken and I talk about sports a lot, you know, and they're talking about doing all these sporting events without fans. Mm, and, yeah. and I sort of wonder, like 
what it, what it'll be like for these pro athletes who are so used to having the crowd just adore right, them. energy. It's like yeah, the, all that energy and just to have it not be there. I I remember like before the NBA shut down and the NBA shutting down was kind of the cue to everybody that like right. oh life is going to change. But it, but a couple days before that, Le, people were asking LeBron James, you know, in the locker room, you know, what would you feel about playing before no no fans and he said oh i don't want to do that at all i am not doing that <laughs> yeah so are, it'll, it'll be interesting if it if they do try and come back that way what if what if, what if you asked him the question would you be willing to play in front of no fans but you still get paid <laughs> i think he might change his answer at that one yeah. i mean i think uh, you know, they're going to figure it out. I, I think it's really interesting. Like things like this open mic night are just sort of indicative of the creativity that people are having. Like, I mean, you know, Alex was saying, it's just part of it is just wanting to connect and, and hang out with other people. And it's right. a little bit selfish. I mean, it's kind of like this podcast. It's a little bit selfish. It's just an excuse to kind of mix it up and have a conversation with some interesting people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, I think that, that, that kind of both forms are, well, obviously, whenever we get out of, of lockdown and the restrictions, at least in Vermont, keep getting loosened little by little, that we're going to get more of these things back. And I think that once we do get them all back, that people will really come out and celebrate and they'll be going to, to you know, bars and shows and music festivals and all that stuff. And, and I, I think all of that stuff's going to come back. Um, what, what but, but, but we might get something out of this pandemic and this kind of time together that might also be lasting too, um, which, here, which would be interesting to see. Here's a question to you guys who are kind of in more in the music know than I am for sure. What's the next possibility of a big musical gathering in Vermont that hasn't been canceled yet that people are looking at and saying this might happen? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know, Alex. What what have you I heard? Mean, Burlington Discover Jazz Fest hasn't totally postponed till next year. They say there could be a fall thing, but like honestly, when is that? What's that? When is that? Well, it's usually uh, first week of June. Right. Uh, oh, June's early. Wait. Is it first week of June? Yeah. So they already canceled it, but they right. haven't said that they're canceling it for the year and doing it next year. They say we might do a fall winter thing, but mm -hmm. we'll see. And I, you know. I don't know if that would have the same effect. Maybe fall time, but and I don't know. Like Grace Potter Festival at the waterfront is kind of like the end of the season kind of bash because I think it's in September, right? Right. So I don't know if they've canceled yet. And Shelburne uh, Farms canceled everything, right? I'm I, I'm not. I don't know about everything, but that's such a sad thing. I, mean, I keep seeing cancellation, cancellation after right. Yeah, so right. I don't know. I'm not necessarily holding my breath for this year, sadly. But um. did you guys see that uh, then the, there was a story in the Valley Reporter that the big picture theaters looking at setting up a drive-in? Yeah, I did see that. Really? And yeah. so I wonder. I wonder if there's like a possibility to do something like that in a, in a music kind of a way. And they're doing it in Europe. A dr like, drive-in concerts. Yeah, they have been at driving movie theaters. I have a, my wife has a, her dear friend is in, in Norway, and I had shared an article about um, I don't think full bands, maybe like solo performers, like on a stage, full production using the drive-in theaters FM transmitter. Right. And then just like 
a, you know, a bunch of cars lined up and people in their cars. I mean, they just did the first raise and, and so, and, and I'm starting to see it like Live Nation, I think announced today, I'm not a fan of them, but they announced today that they're going to be uh, putting significant effort into that. And uh, there's this like champion solo live streamer guy named Mark Rebier who just announced a driving tour. He's a solo guy, but it's like, yeah, that's, that's a really cool idea. Yeah, totally. I love it. I mean, it's fine. I, 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 know, know. I wonder how they, yeah, I wonder how they work it. Like, like you just get a, a, a really great giant parking lot and, and put some sort of stage together at the end of it. Oh, they're, and that's they're that. They're doing it at drive-in movie theaters. Oh. Because they're using their, like, you they know, have the, sound yeah, the they got the built-in speakers and stuff. Right. right. Yeah. And, like, uh, I remember the old drive-in theaters have, like, the FM transmitter, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now it's just the, on your radio, but. Of course. Yeah. Uh, that's where I saw Star Wars for the first time in 1978. Was that? Uh, I was. Chicken. Yeah, I, I was. <laughs> What was yes, the, sir. What was the first drive-in movie you remember going to? That would be Star Wars in 1978. Really? My, Alex, yeah, Alex was, do you have a first drive-in? Do you remember going to the drive-in for the first time ever? It's really funny. I could walk to the Hartford drive-in in Connecticut. I grew up outside of Hartford. Oh, wow. I could walk to it from my house, but I had never gone to a drive-in theater until I moved to Vermont. I've only been to a drive-in movie like once in my life. Really? And I don't right. remember what it, I don't remember what it was, but it was at the one in like Colchester. Nice. Yeah. Hold we on. we is had that a, one, is that one in Colchester still operating? Yeah. Yeah. They were my landlords. I used to get like free tickets. I only went once. But. Oh, yeah. wow. Colchester has one. I think there's one in Fairley too, right? Uh, um, mm. There's a couple of, and those are, those are real drive-ins. I'm fascinated to see if, what the, the best line in the Valley Reporter story from the about the big picture was it's all this stuff and then at the end it says, Well, we haven't talked to the town about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> so I can't I can't I can't wait to see him hit the roof. On the other hand, that's Vermont well, style. The whole idea sounded spectacular. You know, you pull up, you you know, tune into the whatever the radio station is for the movie, they'll bring food and drinks out to your car. Well, maybe not drinks, but bring food out to your car. Um, yeah, and people can hang out and and keep it alive, which is yeah. Great. They say that like I mean, the article that I read, I think it was in uh, Live for Live Music. They said it was like great reviews, no problems. Cops were happy. There were some people like in the wings, you know, physically distant from each other, you know, not right. you know, on the side. But other than that, like no problem. Traffic is, you know, just I mean, it's different here, but you know. We went yeah. to we went to a lot of drive-ins in high school, um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of pluses to being in your car when you're in high school. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. You know, <laughs> there's, uh, you know, there's, you know, I mean, if you can be in a group and sneak a bunch of people in, and that's a plus, or you can be on a date, and that's a plus. Yeah. yeah. There's there's there there's a lot of fun to be had, and I, I don't know. I, I was I was kind of excited to see that. I know the the restaurant thing is a little bit of a a bummer. I think some restaurants are better suited to this curbside delivery than others. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, and I, I hope I hope we don't get to the other side of this and lose too many restaurants because it's not a, we're not exactly dripping in great places to eat in the valley. Right, right. Yeah, it, it it'll be it's 
going to be interesting to see. And I, I, I feel like this whole loan program that you get, can get the, the, the PPP as it were, yes. paying your employees. Like this is a real, this is a real conundrum for, for a lot of business owners who are oh, like, yeah, yeah, I could, I could keep things going for, you know, eight weeks, but then I have to pay it all back and, yeah, and like you know, paying these employees. Point. Right. And, and for a business that there might not be anything in eight weeks. So I don't know, hats off to that industry. Um, yeah. Feeling a lot for them lately for sure. Oh, no. It's, it's hard. And, you know, that said, I did talk to some friends in Portland, Maine last week, Chicky. I don't know if I told you this. And basically, they have so many options for restaurant delivery and beer delivery. Oh, yeah. If you had the cash, you could eat at a different restaurant every day for a month, um, which is yeah. not, not exactly our problem. <laughs> you know, we want, we want to keep, keep what we can alive for sure. But, but as a former Portland, Maine resident, I remember that, like, Man, those all those restaurants keep going and keep doing great business. The people of Maine want to eat a lot all the time. It's, well, it was just amazing. There's the people of Maine, but then there's the people of New York City who love coming to Portland, Maine. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. I think I think that's a big part of it. I mean, and that's a big part of what's going on up here. You know, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw, but some of the uh, some of the golf courses have started to open, and they have all these rules for yeah. how they're going to open and one of the rules is must be a vermont resident to play yeah which is really right like and yeah. i wonder i wonder if that's just a sign as we open other stuff that it's gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna have to flash your green plates to get in that was kind of my thought is like for the rest of the year obviously could until there's a treatment or a vaccine that it's going to be a state by state uh lockdown that Vermonters will, will enjoy Vermont and people in Massachusetts will enjoy Massachusetts and that'll be that. The thing is, is until if we get to that next level. My experience though, is if you tell somebody from Massachusetts or New York that they can't do something, <laughs> then that's exactly what they want to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, right. you, you know they're coming, you know, and they're here. I mean, we see them all the time in town. Um, but of it, course, you know, I, I would do the same thing. If I lived in Massachusetts, I would be here in a heartbeat if I had yeah, a place to yeah, stay. Yeah. yeah, it's a tough, uh, tough uh, thing to wrap your head around, you know, like what would you do type of situation. But yeah, I'd be, if I lived in wherever, where I grew up in Connecticut, I'd be heading for the hills, man. Totally. But right? I'd be, you know, you'd like to think you'd be respectful and not leave your house for two weeks and do yeah. all the right things. But some people just, yeah, I, it's interesting. I, I saw a little, uh, a little weird incident outside of one of the gas stations in town today. I went for a walk through downtown and it was a guy yelling at a, a woman in a car and the woman in a car was, was wearing I'm like, you know, I'm a pretty cautious guy, but the people driving with the mask on seems a little bit paranoid perhaps you know yeah. if you're if you're in a car with the windows up and you're by yourself maybe you don't need a mask. Right. yeah but, uh, and he was yelling at her uh because she had um a, i don't know he was saying that she had almost caused an accident and been killed and it was all because she was wearing the mask and couldn't see Whoa. what she was doing and i was sort of watching this from across the street thinking wow, wow. this is this is weird for sure mm -hmm. um it, it diffused itself um but 
but it's weird. Like the, the mask, no mask thing. Um, I, I don't see that being a real issue around here, but um, it certainly is an issue in some parts of the country. It's probably not. I mean, you wouldn't consider it an issue around here because, you know, the, the, the virus isn't that much of a problem around here and, and Vermont's done a really great job. But when you drive around, especially on a nice warm day, like we had last Sunday, and it looked like, like every other Sunday on, uh, of nice weather that yeah. we've had, you know, in years past. Uh, and, you know, I saw people with very little clothing on and no masks and convertibles. And it was a footloose kind of situation. And I was like, come on, we gotta, you know, Wrap this yeah. up and tighten this up. What but, do you mean a, a foot like Footloose the movie? Yeah, exactly. People were dancing and and I didn't like it. That's that's really? what I'm getting at. Yeah. Really? I didn't realize you were so committed to Footloose. Uh, I'm not committed to the film, but it, but it, it it did work for my argument. I think. <laughs> I I can't remember. I, is that a good movie? Should I watch that again? I don't even know if it is. Is it? It's a good song, sir. Footloose, yeah. I don't. Th I don't think it's a great movie. I don't. I think. I think there are a lot of great movies that you could see, and you don't need to see that one. You're gonna be fine. You know, yeah. we watch the chicken. You can, your, you can live your life. You'll be fine. We uh, we watched Tommy Boy this week. Uh, that was <laughs> really. It was. You know. It was. You know. So first of all, so we uh, Alex. I don't know if you have kids, but um, you know we have kids, and so we're. You know, we're cooking a lot. We're having a lot of family dinners. And yeah. at, a, at a certain point, having a TV dinner is such a perk, you know, and putting a movie on and, and doing the whole thing. And so putting a movie on like Tommy Boy, where my kids, I think I've already made them watch it like seven times in their lives. So it's kind of great. <laughs> Just a, a rewatchable. Um, my kids you know, love, they love that movie. And, you know, anything with, with Chris Farley, they just, it's, it's that guy it's, was fantastic. I know, it's, look, he's done. Amazing. It's so good. I can watch him all day in that. It, it just was amazing, too, because it was like, it seemed like Chris Farley and David Spade should have made 50 movies. Yeah, they were right. so good together. Yeah, that, like, they were one of those classic Abbott and Costello kind of, kind of pairings. They, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I feel like, yeah, possibly. Possibly. They were very funny, though. I, I, I've actually been watching a little David Spade's. He's doing a lot of um, sort of basement monologues for his show. And it's just kind of funny. What I kind of dig about his stuff is he's made this overt promise that he's not going to talk about um, any elected officials ever in his monologue. And so they're all, I mean, they're all really mean-spirited and sarcastic, but he doesn't yeah. go after politicians, which is kind of nice. You know, he just kind of he sprays it around a little bit. Um, probably at this point, talking about King Baby, our president. Um, King Baby? Yeah, it's probably a little, you know, you're a little, a little beyond and what is left to say other than what he says on a regular basis. He's, well, beyond, he's beyond parody at this point. Yeah. He's also moving faster than parody. I think I think it's I think it'd be really hard to like come up yeah. with something really funny because by the time you come up with it, like he's he's already done something else yeah, right. that'll blow your mind. That's amazing. It's it's awesome, isn't it? Hey, hey, let me hit you guys with this. Um, I've been reading a, a, the obituary of Florian Schneider. 
from craft craft work. Oh yeah. I, yeah, it, it seems like every once in a while these these celebrity or, or semi-celebrity obituaries kind of take shape and take hold and everybody wants to write about them. And he was one of them. And I was like, this is really interesting. But like... Kraftwerk the band? Kraftwerk the band from the late 60s until the mid to late 80s, something like that. And they may have performed even deeper than that. But like, you know and pr.com and the new york times were toasting this guy and this band as like really changing really? pop music and almost like you know along with like devo and and groups like it of creating house techno uh uh modern pop all these other forms and i was like Man, I remember listening to Kraftwerk a couple times and having friends that liked it, but I was I never got on that train. How do you spell Kraftwerk? Is that like with an E? That's with a K. With a, <laughs> at the beginning? Yeah. Yes. Kraftwerk. 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 Florian Schneider dies at 73. Oh, look, I found Exactly. It. Yeah. 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 And it's like like the 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 obituaries are just gushing about that band. Yeah. And like Bowie, like Bowie was so inspired by this band that he he got tired of American chords in order to get into and started and lived in Berlin to make more music influenced by what Kraftwerk was doing. The, the, this is awesome. The Wikipedia page. The group the group group began in West Germany as part of their experimental Krautrock scene. Yeah. Yeah. Ex exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really cool. Krautrock. I, I I apologize. I don't know anything about this guy. I mean, but but the drummer's name was really Klaus Dinger, and <laughs> I don't know oh, much man. about them either, other than being like pioneers of their genre which is more electronic kind of feel and i don't know right? anything about these dudes i don't even know crowd rock crowd rock forever yeah it was just really interesting because like I, I i you know i always had friends that were kind of into them and and some people performed what they were doing but like to to call them kind of you know pioneers of modern pop music maybe they were right yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and there's, there, there, I mean, there's always somebody that starts it. Like you said, like, I mean, if it wasn't for a craft work, maybe there was no Devo, you know, I mean, and Devo was huge for us in high school. That was a massive band. Oh man. I remember going into a bar and my buddy was bartending and he's like, Hey, take a listen to this. He played this really cool tape of this, like, you know, electronica type stuff. And he goes, yeah, that's Devo from the early 70s. Mm, love it. And along with like Kraftwerk, they were like doing that kind of Probably stuff. Ahead of like, time, yeah. Way ahead of their time. They were starting to try to so, ramp, so ramp much up so a, that, re like, a reunion yeah, tour. Like, yeah, and like people were hating on them like really bad. Uh, but now they, they're getting to do it. It's kind of interesting. But it's, I mean, it's kind of maybe comes full circle to the open mic knife because my recollection of Devo was the first time anybody saw it was when MTV started and they had their Whip It video, right. you know, which was, which was a sort of originating video, you know, one of the first ones. And so 
maybe you know this open mic night will create a couple people who can kind of run with it on the zoom thing and make it their jam i mean yeah be great to see somebody's definitely going to run with it for sure yeah i hope so i mean i I saw like my sister-in-law is a huge grace potter fan and was has been sending me these oh yeah you know and grace has been doing instagram live performances and all this other stuff and it's really i mean you know she's obviously got a little more resources than the average band but um you know they're they're pushing music out there you know and 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 hopefully it's and maybe it'll create a pathway for musicians to to make money without without labels i don't know but it's kind of an interesting thing i guess yeah i it it will be interesting to see but but, i mean you mentioned like like that she's got more resources than the average band but that's the thing about the technology we have is that everybody's got the same resources well that's true that's true that said like shit yeah but yeah i mean i I was going to comment about what so (laughs) i mentioned earlier i'm banned from going live on facebook (laughs) yeah let's hear it i'm a bass player so i can't like I mean, I guess I could do solo bass stuff, but I, you know, the interest in that is not so high. So I DJ <laughs> I have, and I have my huge vinyl collection at home, which I've rediscovered through this whole thing. And, but I've been using Facebook Live because yeah, I have 5,000 fans on there. And it's just the easiest thing. But since, right. I, since I'm DJing copyrighted material, I would get muted and kicked off, you know, average about 30 minutes. So oh, for, for a gotcha. good month. Yeah. So for a good month, three to five times a week, I'd be doing two, three hour sets. And I was just getting ahead of it. I, every 30 minutes I would restart it. You know, I have a separate stream that's just audio, you know, where I don't get taken down. So people just want yeah. to the background, they can't. But eventually it caught up with me and they're like, you're temporarily banned till July. So, um, whoa, yeah, it's crazy. And it's not like someone sitting there like monitoring me. It's like Sazam works for your, phone where you hold up a song hold it up to like something playing and it tells you what it is right so, like it would automatically recognize the songs i was i was doing flagging me then warning me that happened so much they're like yeah and it, and it like i mean i was i was having a lot of fun doing it and it was really inter- great to interact with people and coming in and i could watch them come in and comment yeah and you were doing it a lot was doing it a lot yeah and uh and, and people were just like this is a distraction i need and everything and then all of a sudden totally plug pulled and I can't even I can't comment on my DJ page I can't go live anywhere and uh so when you're talking about the, the, the resources there's all been all these like quest love you know from the Fallon show and the room yeah, yeah. doing like yeah. doing a regular thing and there's all these big name DJs but they're only able to do it because they have some backdoor resource to like get permission right to pay to off Facebook yeah exactly and I had permission. A lot of the, a lot of the Warner Music Group, Sony Music Group stuff that they're saying my, the clips I'm using, a week, two weeks later, I'm getting like they released it. So it seems like the labels themselves, but Facebook, since they don't pay for right. uh, publishing uh, rights for for people to use it, licensing, I should say. Yeah. Um, they just there's no option. Even if I had permission, they. It sounds like Facebook is aware. That you're operating a radio station almost like yeah pirate radio christian, station, basically. christian slater kind of right. uh, from from the 80s that kind of thing yeah so yeah they they 
basically stopped me from doing anything on my DJ page, like my fan page. I can only yeah. update my, my info, and then I can't go live anywhere. So that was a, it, it was a real bummer. Um, and Totally. You were really digging that. Yeah, man. And people were giving me some pretty heartfelt messages about just, you know, they were in too. So, uh, but that day or the next day, this company, British company, Mixcloud, who is like the best known source for DJs and people uploading mixtapes because they pay for licensing fees. Okay. So months ahead of time, they released this beta version of, you know, live streaming with, with, uh, uh, video and and audio and I was probably one of the first people to jump on it because it just happened at the same time. Right. And uh, it's great. It's not as good. And you know the, the the problem is, I mean, who wants to sign up for a free account or click somewhere else or right. you know it, it's right. it's beta. It's like it's a little bit wonky still. So um, I'm still doing it. I'm not doing it as much, but um, but it just goes to show it's like these people with all these resources they can. Some, they know Mark Zuckerberg or someone knows somebody where they're just like, oh, it's question mark, it's fine. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. I mean, years ago, I did a, I don't know, for some work thing, put a, a short video up on YouTube and used some ice, unlicensed music, and it immediately knew that it was unlicensed. Like, yeah. it, it, there wasn't a person. It's an algorithm. I mean, yeah. the, bo- the bots are watching, right? Yeah. Um, chasing that whole thing down. Um, but more importantly, let me, let me I, ask you this. More importantly, like, what are you guys having for dinner? <laughs> These are like, food is like the most important thing, I think, during the pandemic. And like, what people are cooking is kind of fascinating to me. I know, it's great. What, what, what do you got going on, Alex? Um, I think my, my wife is making some corned beef tonight. Corned beef? Ooh. Yeah. We had really? a free, it was in a you know after St. Patty's Day it gets so cheap. Yeah, <laughs> in the freezer, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. So that and uh, and I think I'm gonna make an attempt at some stuffed mushrooms. We're on a, we're on a kind of a weird diet, so. Um, yeah, corned beef and stuffed mushroom diet is weird. Yeah, totally weird. Well, so I'm on the keto diet, so it makes things interesting. And, and you know, I've made a lot of both of those things in my career. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As a far as a former, I'm not going to call myself a chef, but as a former cook and and reheater, yeah, <laughs> I've made a lot of stuffed mushrooms. And working at an Irish bar, I did a lot of St. Patrick's Day and made a lot of pounds of, of corned beef. Well, how do you how do you make corned beef? Uh, as I recall, we would we would take these big sides of beef. And we would we would kind of pickle them with pickling spice, uh-huh. uh huh. And it was a big boil. That's all it was. You're just boiling them. It's just boiled yeah, meat. Yeah, it's boiled St. Patrick's. Dinner. Yeah, it's it's boiled dinner. And St. Patrick's Day was the the best day of the year because we'd have everything prepped and we were just keeping it warm. You didn't really have to make anything. You're just making plates of, of food for people. For the drunks. It was slop for the drunks. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> I, I was gonna I was gonna get there myself, but I'm glad you did. That was cool. Yeah. I'm so disappointed that it's that easy and I've never done it. That's really my main disappointment. I mean corn- it's, it's it's funny too that it's actually like I really like that meal. Like the yeah. New England boiled dinner or Irish boiled boiled dinner. So you boil oh, yeah. the meat and do you boil the potatoes in the same pot or you keep them separate? 
Sure. Why not? Together, I think. Yeah, yeah. and it comes with like the little spice packet when you buy in the grocery store, you know? That's true. Yeah. You can you can get the, the, the corned beef with the spice packet. Yeah. Wait, nice. Is it a specific cut, the corned beef, or is it just like a brisket. brisket? It's a brisket. I'm pretty yeah. sure, right? Yeah. I have no idea. I've never I'm yeah. not, sure. I mean I might be part Irish somewhere. And then no, chicken, I, think, chicken, I think it's the I think of the brisket. I think you're you're right on in that regard. I think so, yeah. Chicky, yeah. what are you having for dinner? Well, Thursday night. Um, oh, hold on. It's Friday night. Yeah, it's it? Friday. Hey, no, hey nobody, my, knows, my, nobody knows what day I know. it is. My apologies for messing that up. Uh, normally, it's Thursday, but we put it off a, a night. We're, we're doing takeout tonight. Right. Yeah, take, take out Friday. And what are you, where are you going to go? Well, right up here near uh, Sugarbush Resort, there's a new pizza place in town called Valentino. Which is good. Where's that? I've heard, I've heard it's really good too. Like up in that, the village? That is up at uh, uh, the Bridges in their little cafe oh, space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, everybody says it's cheap and really good, so we're going to do that. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Well, um, and, I'm, and I'm also going to see if they'll make me a cocktail, but I'm, I'm not sure that they will. So we'll see. What could I mean? What could possibly go wrong with people serving cocktails to their delivery customers? I mean, oh, uh, really? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's funny, actually. I t I talked to a friend in Ohio, and they were saying that their downtown area, because all the restaurants are closed but are doing delivery, they have passed a temporary open container uh, amnesty, so that uh, people, so that people can walk around in the downtown areas with a drink. Um, just just in the downtown corridor um, so that they can be out and be social. And I was like, that's, that's kind of a great idea. I mean, imagine if downtown Waitsfield, you could walk with a beer from Bluestone to Peasant, you know? I mean, yeah. would, but, cha would change the vibe quite a bit. Yeah. Sure, but, but, you know, we don't have really a standing police force. I know, there's not so, much enforcement at the moment, is there? Yeah, no, so I feel like you could probably do that and it'd be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, possibly. Why don't you uh, Why don't you try that and get back to us on that? For, I mean, for... I, you know, my my kids. Well, my kids will never listen to this, so we're fine on that. But I've definitely, <laughs> I've definitely ridden through town on my bike with a beer before, and it's never yeah, been a sure. problem. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's yep. it's it's a cruiser bike. I need a little, you know, something to put it on on the handles. Um, oh yeah, would really be ideal. Yeah. Um, Chicky, are you excited about uh, the Tom Brady golf excursion that's coming up? I have no idea what you're talking about, and therefore, yes, I am excited. Tom Brady, tell me, and Phil Mickelson versus Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning in a charity. What are you, what are you talking about? May twenty fourth. Oh it's, my god! Right now, I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to watch. I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you a, a little video. They, I mean, it's like the dumbest best thing ever. You know, it it's sounds just, like the dumbest best thing ever. Yeah, yeah it's going to be great. Some, I mean, so I was hanging out with my neighbor Emmerich. Uh, yeah, I think you remember Emmerich, but uh, and he was telling me that he actually watched some South Korean baseball last night because that's the only sporting league in the world that's playing at the moment. I just noticed that on ESPN. That yeah, they're they're. they're South Korea is having baseball and they're they're broadcasting it and yeah. and they have and they instead of fans they just have pictures of fans in the stands like these little, <laughs> these little 
Really? Yeah, they literally like this. It's like the the cutout people in the stands. Oh, hey, that's so funny. You know, and then I don't know if they're piping in crowd noise, but yeah, right. It's super bizarre, super bizarre. Um, uh, I, I wonder if it's the I wonder if the ham fighters are playing. Oh no, I'm sorry, that's that's Japanese baseball. The the Nippon ham fighters. Oh. Is that really a mascot? Yeah, I always wanted one of their jerseys. Yeah, um, clear. <laughs> Liquor in the front, ham fighters. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I uh, saw Sheldon again this week. Speaking of liquor in the front, liquor in the rear. Sorry. What? Either way, I think yeah. Sheldon's on board. Yeah. Um, he's he's still he's still way overdue for this sh these shenanigans. He really should be on. Yeah, we'll we'll talk to him about that. Yeah, I, I will absolutely talk to him about it. Well, yeah, awesome. Well, hey, Alex, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. it. Was nice to meet you. I'm I'm excited to. I'm excited to tune into the open mic night, but I'm excited to meet you in person as well sometime. Yeah, likewise. Hey, and a, a big shout out to, to Alex and what he's doing. Uh, I will be on the uh, virtual open mic night on this coming Sunday, Mother's Day, uh, at 3 p.m. Uh, and another friend of the show, Brendan Gahuli, will be performing at 4.20 on, uh, on Sunday, Mother's Day, of course. So uh, tune in to that on Facebook, Virtual Open Mic Day. 420 on Mother's Day. That's yeah. great. Is that your gift to, your, to the moms in your life? No, that is specifically because we could not uh, remember that far in advance that it was Mother's Day. We agreed to it. Well done. <laughs> well done. Yes, but we've gotten, we've gotten clearance, Clarence. So uh, we're good to go on, uh, we're good to go on Sunday. Every, every day is Mother's Day, right? Right. Don't say that in your house. You'll get hit. I'm just gonna, just, <laughs> just a little yeah. advice for you, Chicky. Yeah, I went, I went, I went silent on that. So you know, you know <laughs> that's, what I'm awesome. Doing. that's awesome. <laughs> hey, well, great to see you guys. Thank you so much. Um, it's been yeah. Awesome. Thanks a bunch. We'll talk to you soon.